Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo decoded report, personalized cannabinoid and terpene suggestion, endo aligned product matching in your state, suggested dosage guidelines, and optimum methods of administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeka soft gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeka Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. I'm only holding this for the thumbnail, but it's that face you make when you're like, what the F? That's the face that you're going to make a lot when you find out that it's basically been illegal to study cannabis in the U.S. for the past 50 years. So join us on another episode of... Do the cash register. Hi, I'm Tom. You can find me by Googling Cannabis Lawyer and clicking over to my website, CannabisIndustryLawyer.com, an online resource for learning more about the cannabis industry. Today we're talking about the prohibition of cannabis research in our country. This is one of the reasons why so many lies and falsehoods are still believed by many people when it comes to cannabis, because it literally has been illegal to research it since the Controlled Substances Act became the law of the land in May of 1971. And then on June 18th of 1971, Dick Nixon launched the war on drugs by declaring drug abuse public enemy number one. Okay, so it's not exactly fair to say that it's illegal to research cannabis in this country. It just will never be funded or approved. So you can only do research for the bad stuff. You couldn't study any of the benefits of marijuana because those studies never would have been approved by the rigorous federal approval process for studying marijuana. It is pretty ridiculous. Let's talk about all the various stuff that you would have to do in order to get approval from the federal government to do research. Well, it's not really fair to say it's illegal to research cannabis, but it is fair to say that it was not funded. Uh, and you could only really get funding for researching the bad stuff about cannabis, not the good stuff. You know, it's kind of strange that science is going to say, hey, you can't research the benefits, but you can only research the problems. For example, in 1978, a prominent brain researcher named Dr. Robert Heath of Tulane University said that monkeys smoking a joint a day had a microscopic but permanent changes to their brain anatomy. That is the kind of study the government would approve and allow. You had to study marijuana for its purported harms. Okay, that is a, it's somewhat bombastic of a statement for me to say that. You did not have to study marijuana for its harmful effects, but those were the only studies that had a prayer of getting approved. Let's go over all the barriers that you must pass before getting approval for doing cannabis research. 
We are going to speed through this, but the links for this is in the comments below so you can geek out at your leisure after you smash them likes and hit the bell for notice of cannabis legalization news has a new video. To study the health, harms, or benefits of the cannabis plant, you need to have numerous government approvals from the federal level. And we're gonna talk about another study by Dr. William Sicker that tried to confirm the marijuana causes brain damage finding from the 1978 study. But first, let's see how many hoops were requested before the science could even get done. First, anyone that wants to research cannabis must submit an investigational new drug application to the FDA. Then, the researcher needs to get cannabis to study. So they call the National Institute for Drug Abuse and ask for a letter of authorization to obtain cannabis for a study. Then they must apply for a DEA registered site licensure before conducting studies involving cannabis or any of its derivatives. Then the researcher submits the application to the Center for Drug Evaluation and Research the FDA claims to be committed to encouraging the development of cannabis-related drug products and resources and encourages researchers to request a pre-investigational new drug application. If you are such a researcher trying to do science on the cannabis plant, drop us a message in the comments about it below. Because evidently, uh, the sixth step in this process is where you hit a brick wall if you haven't already hit a brick wall already. The FDA has 30 days to review your application, provided you made it this far, to ensure that your research subjects are not subjected to any unreasonable risks. One of the reasons why uh, the studies on monkeys were done, because it might have been unreasonable to expose a human to the risk of using marijuana. The FDA won't allow the research until it confers a safe to proceed authorization. Then the researcher can get some cannabis from Mississippi, which is the only source grown for the federal government. The point is that most cannabis research simply does not get done in this country. But still, in 2020, this is when the most cannabis research has ever been done in our country. For example, Denver just created a cannabis research and development license. I bet this is going to be one of the more exciting license types in the 2020s. We're doing research in America again. We're doing way more than we did 30 years ago. That was when the scientific claim that marijuana causes brain damage was finally rejected with a larger monkey study published by Dr. Sickler. It was again done on monkeys, and this time it found no changes to their brains after they smoked marijuana. They even went further and injected a large amount of THC into lab rats and nothing. There is a link to the study in the description below. So you have to ask yourself, why would the federal government approve studies that defeats its official position that cannabis is a Schedule One substance? What does it mean to be a Schedule One substance? It means that cannabis, one, has a high potential for abuse, two, has no currently accepted medical use in the United States, and three, has a lack of accepted safety for use even under medical supervision, which is complete garbage. Basically, the more research allowed on cannabis, the more obviously false the scheduling of marijuana is. And the stigma allowing it to remain illegal would fade away into our foolish past when we used to believe in myths. So it's not really illegal to study cannabis, but cannabis is prohibition because of the Schedule One substance makes research into it basically impossible. And that is one of the many reasons why the stigma against cannabis is widespread and pervasive. Why, even your neighbor may hate the smell of marijuana and think bad people use it. 
People believe all sorts of fantasies. In fact, we raise our children with dreams of Santa Claus, the Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny, and anything that Disney makes. We want to believe lies. We want fairy tale weddings. We want to be able to smell something and point to the people smoking it and listening to the jazz music and the jam bands and tell them they're bad and wrong and evil. It's just plain nuts. And if you enjoy nuts, subscribe to this channel to learn more about how flipping crazy the cannabis laws on new episodes of...